Broadcasting live from the Wellness Wonderland, you're listening to the Wellness Wonderland Radio. I'm Katie, and each week I chat with the most inspirational people on the planet on how to stay inspired in all areas of life. As you listen, feel free to tweet at me, at Katie Dalebout, or use the hashtag Wellness Wonderland. I'd love to hear your aha moments. So grab your headphones and listen on the go, or cuddle up with a notebook as we dive in deep with authentic conversations right here in Wonderland. Happy holidays, wonders. I am back. I originally was going to take off this week and next week from the weekly podcast, but I just couldn't. I have this great episode I wanted to air today that's really a fun one, and I thought I would leave you with one final conversation of the year, and then I'll be taking next week off from the podcast for the holiday and then returning bigger and better than ever in 2016. And I can't believe I'm saying that. I can't believe that 2016 is right around the corner. I can't even with that. It's it's so cool. So next week there won't be a podcast like I said, so maybe I thought we could listen to something from the archive. I've been doing this for three years now. It's crazy. And so I thought it might be fun to, in the Facebook crew, if you're not there already, the link is in the show notes to this episode, join. And I thought we could vote on which episode from the last three years we want to elect to have us all listen to again. And I think there's really something to be said about community of listening to the podcast when it comes out and knowing that we're all listening to the same episode at the same time. So I want to re-release a past episode from the archive. So everyone cast their votes in the Facebook group or on my Facebook page. You can tweet it at me, but I think the easiest way will be in the Facebook crew. So then we can all vote and whoever whoever elects the most popular episode, that will be the one that we re-listen to all together in my off week. Like I said, I really can't believe that 2016 is basically here. I feel like I've been talking about 2016 for years and looking forward to this magical, elusive year coming far in the future that my book is being published in. And now it's actually here. We're about to enter 2016. But before we do, I want to just take a quick second to tell you guys how grateful I am for all of you for listening to the show and allowing me to have these amazing one-on-one interactions, deep, long-form conversations with people who I think are really awesome in a setting where both of us get to be, and all of us with you guys listening as well, get to be so present with each other. You know, for that hour plus usually that I'm recording a podcast, my phone is off, their phone is off, and we have to be completely present with each other. And there really isn't another place in society that allows for long-form conversation with zero distractions anymore. You know, I was thinking about it before recording this intro, and I guess planes would be another place where your phone has to be off and you can have a really long, deep conversation with someone. But even then, there's a lot of distractions going on on the plane. And now you can actually use your phone and at least pretend to use your phone while it's in airplane mode. So I really am so grateful that I've been able to have these deep conversations with people and long-form conversations. I think a lot of times we don't really even talk on the phone very often anymore where I remember I used to spend hours. I actually do talk to a lot of people on the phone for long 
for a long period of time. But I think it's becoming more rare with people because you can usually just ask what you need to ask in a text message or an email. And long-form conversation is kind of this lost art that podcasts are really bringing back. And I'm so grateful to have started this podcast in 2013, and I'm still doing it today. And I plan on doing it three years from today as well. And who knows, maybe then you'll be there'll be another way to, to talk in this way with people looking into the future that we don't even know about yet. Anyway, I'm just so grateful that you listen and that I get to do this podcast. And thank you for sharing the show with your friends. Thank you for leaving reviews on iTunes. If you haven't yet, it would be the most amazing Christmas present ever if you could leave a review for the show. And even better, if you could share it with a friend that you think would enjoy it. So on to today's episode, it's a bit different than all other episodes for a couple of reasons. Um, One, it's a friend of mine who I've had long before the podcast existed, and you'll get to know my friend Abby in this episode. And another reason it's different is, as you'll hear, we're doing it in person. So we are actually uh, looking at each other across the table with my podcast microphone, where usually I do almost every single interview on Skype. So I'm not actually looking at the person, or if I am, it's through the computer. So that brings a different element to it. We get to be a little bit more goofy and fun, and also, you know, we're we're goofy and fun because she's my friend that's been my friend for a really long time, and we're really close friends. And the last thing that makes it a little bit different than other episodes is the fact that I recorded this really recently. I think I did this like a week and a half ago. And usually I'm airing them really out of order. Some I've recorded like two months ago, three months ago. So just know that sometimes the things I share in these, you'll you'll be able to understand, are from different times of the year because I'm constantly recording and then just airing things as I go. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, I'm talking to one of my best friends. She happens to be my photographer and the owner of the Amiga shop, which we'll get into in the episode. So let's go to the show. listening. Abby is one of my best friends, an old friend, a photographer. Hey, you just started to look really serious <laughs> when I'm talking about you, but now she's smiling. She took all my photos, so you know her from that. You're doing an in-person interview, so this is This different. is an in-person interview. We're sitting across from each other. I think they understood that when I was telling them about me unbuttoning my pants. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we have snacks in front of us. We have mood lighting. We have wine. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited. So, obviously, she's an amazing photographer and blogger, and she's done my photos. She did my book cover, and lots of other really cool, creative things that we're going to get into in a minute. But I think I want to start about talking about friendship and body image and being a girl boss entrepreneur and just this typical stuff we've been talking about all All weekend weekend since (laughs) I've been here visiting and that we would talk about. Anyway, so we decided we would whip out the mic and just start recording. Thank you for doing this. I love it. I'm so excited. I listened to the podcast, 
and I'm nervous to all of you, just so everyone knows, but it'll be fine, and it's funny to have a face-to-face -face serious conversation. <laughs> I know, we were saying it's funny to be able to look at each other, because I usually do these over Skype, and I don't look at the person that I'm interviewing. And I wanted to go in the other room and call her. Yeah. <laughs> this is better. I know. It's a challenge. So, how did we meet? Tell the folks. So, we went to Spain, which some of you may know... It was Katie's junior year, mm -hmm. right before her junior year of college, right before my senior year, and there was only 11 of us, and it was amazing, and we were all best friends, and it sounds like a fairy tale, but it was a fairy tale, and there were two Katies, and they were going to be my neighbors the following year, Yep. and Katie was like my little sister on the mm -hmm. trip, and... Abby was my cooler, older <laughs> sister. <laughs> we, which were not even that much age difference. Yeah. We just like... I don't know. It was just wonderful. So Katie and I hung out that whole trip, got to know each other, and then the next year, my last year of college, we were we were basically roommates. Basically roommates. We were neighbor mates, mm -hmm. and our houses were less than ten feet away from each other, mm -hmm. and so it was a constant commune. borrowing. It was a commune. <laughs> it was a constant borrowing clothes, uh, getting food, like running errands, just yeah. doing driving to class, like everything. So, yeah, sitting in your bug and crying and talking. Yes, yeah, about boys, about everything. Uh, also, then it turned into a, I moved to Wisconsin after graduating, and it turned into an internet friendship because we didn't mm -hmm. see each other for like a couple, a year maybe. Yeah. And it's been now another year and a half since yeah. we've seen each other, but we talk all the time. Yeah. So. Yeah, and I think that really speaks to long distance friendship. You know, I think it's, you have these friends, we, we talked about this a little bit last night in bed at like <laughs> 1 a.m., but I think we have, and I feel like this is constantly a, a topic I'm talking about with people, is that, you know, we have these really great friends for different periods of our lives, and we're really close then, and it's not that we're not as close now as we were in college when we lived 10 feet away, it's just different now, and I right. think, you know, when I walked in the door coming to visit you, I felt like I was in college again, and we <laughs> felt just as close, but it was different, you know? Right. We hadn't seen each other in a long time. No, I agree, but we are also, like, because of social media, like, yeah. aware of each other's, like, current lives, and so it's that same, like, relationship, but knowing what each other has been, like, doing for the past right. four years. Right, right, so it's not like I have to sit down with you and be like, <laughs> hi, Abby, what's been going on? <laughs> well, I do this podcast now, and I have the, and I don't have to, like, right. give you a rundown. You have a baseline understanding of what's going on with me, and, right. and I think that that's good for you and I, because we are both very active on um, social media. Mm -hmm. But if we were different types of people, I think our friendship wouldn't be, be what it is because a lot of people aren't as active as us. We both have jobs where, or just like it and are yeah. really enjoying it. I just blame just it on really that. like Instagram. Yeah. yeah. And use those things a lot and comment on each other's stuff and like our, send each other Snapchats. And I think that's, that's important to keep a friendship fresh so I don't walk in the door and have to like give Catch you a whole history. We can just hit the ground running. Right. But it was also like we talked about before she came, she's in Grand Rapids visiting me mm -hmm. this time. And we talked about like how we wanted to lay in bed and eat chips and guacamole because that was like yeah. one thing we did back in the day that was like super memorable, which I don't even know why it was yeah. memorable, but we currently have chips and guacamole. I remember in our that bellies. so <laughs> well. And that's funny because I was going to ask you what your favorite memory of our friendship is. So now you can't say that one. 
No, I won't. I don't but that, well, let's tell people about that one. So that I remember that day perfectly. I don't know if you do, but it was winter break. Okay. And you were somehow... So I grew up in the same place where we went to college, and you were somehow back at school. I was school. working. You were working. Mm-hmm. Wait, where did you work? The yeah. Mac. I oh, lifeguarded. Yeah. <laughs> I remember that. I forgot about that. I was a lifeguard. That's right. Yeah, you were back working, and I was, of course, there because I was yeah. always there. And we... Went and like we watched Grey's Anatomy. We but we did something first because I remember you took a really cool photo of me in my Hunter Rain boots. That was like oh we went to Woody's Mediterranean. Yes, we went to Woody's and then we were yep. walking and you took a photo of me in the coat I'm wearing today. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And my Hunter with my Holga camera because oh, those yeah. were really cool then. I have pictures from that day. They're on Facebook. We can maybe we'll, find them we'll and post link them. them. This yeah, exactly. That's so. Funny. They're like seven, six years old. They're a long. It was a long yeah, time ago. But I still have that coat <laughs> and I still have those boots. <laughs> and we took a picture very similar today. Yeah, we did. But we did that. We, we watched Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. So then we got back and we were like probably cold and like tired. Yeah. And so we like climbed into your bed, snuggled up. Got Grey's Anatomy on, going on the laptop. Yep. Got out some chips and salsa. And that was the first year I liked guacamole because I learned to like it in oh, Spain. Yeah. So that was like, guacamole was a new food for me and it was very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. But my favorite memory, I don't, it's really hard. I know. Let's try to think of something. I mean, one which I feel like you're going to ask me about was like when we were crying in the car. Oh, yeah. And it was a sad moment, but it was good either. because I yeah. was like, I'm crying and I need a friend. And we sat in my Volkswagen Bug, which smelled like crayons. Oh, yeah. I, I love that moment because that's like my favorite thing to do is to, I think we all as humans want to feel useful. And I feel like even though I wasn't doing anything in that moment, I felt useful because I was there and I just was able to empathize and listen and be there. And you didn't want advice. advice. You yeah. didn't want me to like, tell you exactly what to do or change something or like be hard on you you just literally wanted to let it out and I could be that because I could that's one thing I could do well yeah and that was that that is friendship and yeah and a so that was like that was a good moment though because I remember I was like not sad anymore and it was okay yeah and um it's really hard to pick a favorite. Everything I, in Spain was. Yeah, scary. everything in Spain. I have a. It's it's funny how and Abby's a photographer, so you probably have lots of, of this. But it's funny how your memories are better with photos. Pictures, yeah, yeah. For if sure. There's a photo of something I remember it perfectly. Yep. But there's and then there's, there's a photo of this. But I remember we we would always share drinks, or maybe we just did this one. The time. first night. It wasn't that we did oh, it okay. later too, because I remember you're wearing my dress. You're wearing my. <laughs> so it must have been later. You're wearing that yeah. dress I bought. And well, we were just talking about this memory earlier. I was shopping and couldn't decide between two. We were at Topshop, and it was really cool to be at Topshop. Because there wasn't any in the United States. Yeah. And I had two things that I really wanted, but I only wanted to buy one. And I was, like, freaking out over it. And Abby was like, all right, come on. Which grabbed them both, and she was like, which one are you going to be sad if you don't get? I was like, if I take this one away, will you be sad? And you were like, yeah. (laughs) And I ended up buying one. And so you're wearing that dress that I ended up buying. I think it was like the last night actually, and there's this. Oh, there, we 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 each have a straw and a drink, and we're holding. It's probably. Oh, like, that was the last night. I know a picture you're talking you about. Know and what I'm wearing. Like no, I'm wearing your tie dye tank top. That oh I yeah, that's and right. I'm wearing the dress. It was. I'm wearing the dress. It you was did the wear last night of Spain or yeah. the last night in Madrid. Yeah. We have another picture when you were wearing that dress. <laughs> I hope this is interesting to other people. It probably is. Just like I'm talking so about exactly the photo, exactly what we're wearing, whose it was. Yeah. But maybe they can relate. But being neighbors, I don't know if, like, 
to that was the first time that I was neighbors with someone in college, and that was amazing because like yes, they weren't your roommate. They couldn't you couldn't walk down the hall, but you could walk across the yard in yeah. your Uggs without a coat on, like yeah. run in. Like so oh, fun. a great one was the morning of the Princess Kate. Royal wedding. The royal wedding. Birthday. Yes, yeah. and I and Katie had this like you woke up at two in the morning. Like, like five. I don't think. Oh, it was okay. Early. It seemed really. Yeah. Early. So it was, it was when Kate and Will were getting <laughs> married, and it was also my birthday, and so I had like, you know, we had. There was like macaroons. Macaroons. Oh, there were definitely macaroons involved. There was tea. There was like everybody. It was a humongous breakfast buffet. (laughs) Decorations. Katie and Dana got me all those pink balloons because it was my birthday party that night. Yep. And you took some amazing photos. It was just great. It was fun because I walked over there with in my pajamas and like watched the news with her. That was fun. Being neighbors. Period. Yeah. Done. Done. All right. Moving on to. Things other people can maybe find enjoyable other than just Sorry, you but and inside I. jokes. Yeah. Other than, we're gonna just talk about inside jokes for the entire everyone's like, please don't turn it off yet, please don't turn it off yet. <laughs> so okay, I think it's I was gonna ask you about the long distance thing and, and how how we did that and, and we already kind of touched on this a little bit, but you know, what do you think is you're really not just with me, but just you're a really good friend. You're really good with keeping in touch with people. We talked about this a little bit last night too with you. She's the most nostalgic person on yes. the planet, which is a lot has to do with why, why you're a photographer, yeah. which we'll get into. But with friendship, staying on this vein for a minute, how did you how do you give some tips for being such a good friend? Cuz you're probably one of the best friends not only to me but just to other people in your life that I know. I I do think it stems from being nostalgic. I have this it's kind of like like the FOMO, like fear of missing out. I have this fear of like people forgetting memories of things that have happened. Mm-hmm. And so I, I never get sick of looking at old photos and at looking at, like Time Hop is my favorite app because yeah, it reminds me, me so of things that I actually didn't even need Time Hop to remember. And so for me, being nostalgic is huge because I always like will think of a random friend, be like, oh, I should reach out to them and say hi. Yeah. Obviously, I am really active on Facebook, and all my friends will know this. When I was in middle school or high school, I was active on LiveJournal. Like, I've always been an internet person. Like, yeah. it's just my thing, and I don't ignore it anymore. I just embrace it. Yeah. So, reaching out to people on that, sending messages. Also, my job being a wedding photographer, I feel has really made people reach back out to me because everyone right now is getting married yeah, and or having babies or their older sibling is getting married or they're a bridesmaid at a wedding. Yeah. So a lot of people who I probably wouldn't have been friends with again since high school have reconnected and it's like a whole new relationship. But yeah. I guess I just, I, with the vehicle of social media, I see no reason as to why I shouldn't stay connected. I don't know if that answers it, but I, I, I just have that fear of losing a friend. Like if I, even if I was friends with someone with for a year, that year was awesome. And I always want to have that moment to reach out. Um, That's, that's a really great way to look at it. And I, I really admire that a lot because that's something that I feel like is something I struggle with or a character flaw that I have to actively kind of work towards of me being like, Oh, that friend, 
if we lost touch naturally, I've never had a falling out with anyone. Right. But a lot of people come into my life and out of my life in different phases, and I'm just like, oh, that was my school friend, or that was my science class friend, or that was my work friend at this particular place. And I just am like, all right, they might be on Facebook, but I don't really think about it anymore. Where I think having that nostalgia and that awareness of, oh, I wonder how that person is doing. I think you're also... Like, I I do that. Like, yeah. I don't, like, if I meet yeah. you, I'm not, not every it. single person you've ever met. But. <laughs> but I definitely have people that have come in and out of my life, and I totally accept that. Yeah. But I still see what they're up to. and you. Know, but really, I think a huge thing of my job and what I'm often, like, posting on Facebook is, like, oh, I've known this person since I was little, and it's, like, they got married and asked me to shoot their wedding. Yeah. So I totally re-met them in an brand new intimate thing yeah. and that way it's like restarting the friendship that's really cool. that's happened with a ton of high school friends which I'm very thankful for and it's really great because that's cool. I mean who you are in high school is like not who you, everyone is right. now so right. it's been really good in that way that's really cool and you're coming into their lives at a really pivotal interesting time totally. documenting you're... a very intimate yeah. day so yeah. and a part of a very intimate day yes so when did you decide that you wanted to be a photographer and a wedding photographer. I remember, I feel, some of this and It's really blurry for me. I feel like I, rem- I remember went into journalism, took photojournalism classes, had a better camera than everyone else in class because everyone else used school cameras, and so I thought I was, like, so amazing, but... It was really like I had this really nice. You camera. always would blame. She was so humble. You would always blame. No. she would take these amazing photos in Spain, and you'd be like, "No, okay, can do it. Let me phrase. Can do it again." And I'm like, oh, "Okay, <laughs> sure, okay." It was a camera that made things blurry in the background, so everyone was like, "Wow, it's amazing!" But for any photographers listening, it was a zoom lens, so all of my photos of Spain are zoomed in people's faces. There are no landscapes. There's nothing. It is like so hilarious. But so. I always loved taking photos. In high school, I brought a point-and-shoot to Meyer if we were going to Meyer because <laughs> who knows when something funny will happen. Which is like our grocery store. Oh, yes, grocery store. But it was like all something that I could then post on my live journal. So, like, it was oh, early blogging. Like, yeah. I just loved it. And I was wanted – I had, like, those really sweet MySpace photos where, like, it was like a real camera and it was like an old-school selfie. <laughs> and, like, the mirror? Yeah. No, like, you're looking down yeah. at it. <laughs> um, and then – so I always had a camera, always was doing that. It wasn't until my senior year I had applied to intern at a bunch of newspapers, mm-hmm. didn't get any of those internships, but like was kind of okay with that because I didn't actually really want to write news stories. Yeah. And then went to Wisconsin. I was working as a graphic designer, which was also an awesome job, but I really like loved photos. I just loved documenting things. I remember finding a photographer, Jill DeVries. I'm friends with her now. She lives here in Grand Rapids. And she, her work was like the first wedding photos that I ever saw where it wasn't cheesy and awkward looking. They were like art. And that was my problem with photojournalism is, yes, it can be sort of artsy, but it mostly has to tell the story. Right. And I wanted that balance of telling the story, but also making art. And so her photos changed my life. I saw them. I emailed her. I connected with her, did a mentor session, connected with another friend here in Grand Rapids and just kind of made friends and stalked yeah. them and talked to them and asked them a million questions and I got you to, have s- to do and any yeah, oh yeah absolutely I I think stalking people on the internet in a non-creepy way yeah it's my and then, specialty <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's like you just have to do it and you just have to have the balls to do it yeah. and ask people because most of the time I would say 85 90 percent of the time people are willing to answer yeah. any question you have and so yeah. 
it just happened and I got really lucky. I was ha doing this at the age that everyone started to get married. So I had a lot of friends who had low budget weddings and they needed help and they I would offer to do it for cheap. And um, they gave me the chance and it worked and somehow it was successful and it just kind of blew up from yeah. there. It was literally, it's weird because it's like a job that allows me to do the thing I was doing anyways. Get paid for it. Get paid for it blog which I was doing anyways like blogging is a part of the job that's how people see what you're right. doing it, it's still weird to me that like that is what I'm that is yeah. my job it's still it's very because I love it it's so good I okay a few things I want to say yeah. to that sorry go no that was amazing and beautiful but I remember this moment of us in college at some sort of I don't know if you remember this at some sort of like journalism conference of some sort in the Com Arts building. Do you and remember I, that? Yes. And I remember you had just been applying because you were, I was still a junior and Detroit you were applying news. for all of these things and you were like, you had this beautiful envelope of your photos or <laughs> resumes. It was so yeah. well done and put together. And I remember you like turning to me and be like, I kind of just want to be a wedding photographer and give up <laughs> on all this journalism. I don't remember stuff. that, so that's amazing. And you're like, and you use the word sell out. And I, and I remember thinking to me myself like, sell out that would be so cool if you could be a wedding photographer I remember thinking that would be like the coolest thing in the world and hoping that you did that and then being like Abby that would be amazing that would be so cool and then here yeah I feel like in the past two years wedding photography has blown up into this like extremely cool thing like mm -hmm. if you don't have good wedding photos it's a bummer like yeah it's just the wedding blogs everything is Pinterest I think Pinterest did that hugely yeah. but back then it was kind of if you were a photographer doing weddings was like selling out because it was like oh you're like, a singer like a wedding singer yes exactly it's huh. like being a wedding band instead of being a hipster band that no one knows about right it was an easy way to make money but what I think I never thought of it people, because of you I think what people don't realize is like I, it is an amazing experience to meet amazing people in the most pivotal one of the most pivotal mm -hmm. moments of their life and if it all goes well they chose you to be there so they're grateful you're grateful yeah, you're it, part of it it's seriously a big love fest if all of the points work out the first few years there's obviously couples that you're like crap I just did this because I didn't know what to do and but now I'm kind of to the point where like the couples I work with are amazing yeah. and I really mean that when I Instagram that and say that like they are truly awesome and it's an equal amount of each other loving each other for being there yeah and you attract what you are now and you attract people who are similar to you and have a similar aesthetic and vibe and want your style and so that's why they want to work with you yeah that's just you've goal. made a you've made a specific style in your work now that you've have so much experience. There's a lot I've learned from that, like not sharing everything you do. Right. I don't know if like if people are like if you're a freelance writer, if you're a freelance anything, if you show that you'll do something, someone will want to hire you for it. So right. if you only show what you want to do, that's what you'll get. Yeah. Um. So that was a huge lesson. So let's go back to the mentoring piece when you were getting started, because I think that's really important for any aspiring photographers or freelancers or anyone. You know, I do had to do the. Mm -hmm. It's very similar to you know what I've done and the stuff that I do online as well is you know reaching out to people and humbly asking them to help you and share their work with you and share their honestly their secrets of like right and, and that's an interesting thing to do and I know now you're on the other end of that and people reach out to you all the time right and 
I think it can be a kind of interesting relationship where you're asking someone to, they worked really hard to get where they are and you're asking them to share what they did with you, which might not even be the same path now depending on, you know, social media changes so fast, everything, the dynamic of the culture changes so quickly like we were saying and and so I think it's really important to I think my my tips with reaching out to people are being humble and explaining how you're a fangirl explaining how you love their work (laughs) I use that phrase all the time fangirl and I think that's really crucial because just not hiding that and not approaching it as like I'm very good at what I do as well I'm a peer of yours really approaching it as I am very inspired by your work and I am for me when I reach out to people to come on the podcast or to be my mentors I make sure that they know that I've explored their work and I'm not sending a form letter that's like please help me do this for me for me please like you know I think that's very very important to know that like you've Explore their website because maybe the question you have is in their FAQ, you know? Right. So I think do that so you're not annoying. And then, you know, build a relationship with people, not asking them for something right off the bat. I think really building that relationship and using their products. And I'm sure it's a little bit different with photography, but what would you, what tips would you give for finding mentors and, and being a mentor now? What do you look for? So the first thing I did was contact Jill, who I wonder if she'll listen to this. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jill. Uh, she offered mentor sessions, which I paid for. It was an hourly thing. It included basically sitting down. We went to a Thai restaurant, and she let me ask any question ever. And then she had a couple come, and she photographed them, and I got to watch her cool. do that. And then she took photos of me, which was awesome too. So you, in the end, you you pay for that. You get all the answers that you ask, and you get the photos of you, which are professional and awesome looking and yeah. great. So that was a great first way for me to get my questions answered. Um, Jill has been in the industry a lot longer than me, so it would be like reaching out to someone who is established and whatever. And I think that was a great option, which a lot of people probably offer mentor sessions for any type of skill, whether it be just a lesson or a Skype conversation. Um, Totally worth paying for. I always recommend it. Um, If someone comes back to you after asking and they say that it costs money, I don't look at that as don't turn away. I still no, think that's great. Totally. It's amazing. That I means that. that they also see worth in what they're doing. Yeah. And then I... And you're investing in yourself. And right. I'm interrupting, but no, that's the, fine. remember what you're going to say. But that exchange of value, I think, is really important because Jill, for you, is going to come even better prepared to help you and teach you right. because you're exchanging value and you won't feel guilty or bad for taking up their time or asking as many questions right. as you want to ask because you know... She's yours for that hour. And, right. And I, I do that now even with I, – I do the same thing. I offer mentor sessions as well. Yeah. And I know that – You people, are focused. I'm focused, but also I know that the people I'm working with have skin in the game. And they're yeah. not just – they're not messing around. They right. really have done the work. They've, they're they familiar with my work. They're yep. not they're not messing around. They're prepared for the session. Yep. So that was, is, that was the first thing I did. And then through Jill, I found someone who was interning for her. Her name is Amanda. She's a year younger than me. She's one of my best friends now, and she was she was still way more established than I was, but she was closer to my age, and we became internet friends, and she, I still to this day, like, swear, and I tell her this all the time, that the only reason I'm doing what I'm doing is because of her, and she answered, she, like, sent me things, like, she mm-hmm. just was one of those people that I could text any minute, and she would answer a question, 
Uh, she let me shoot under her for a long time. Mm-hmm. And now we're just, we're really great friends. We're both in the industry. We send each other weddings. She lives in LA now. She's amazing. So I would just, my advice to people would be don't be afraid to reach out. Like you said, act appreciative. Don't go at it as I'm a pro. I want more help. Right. Like you need to personalize your message to someone. Um, and just be open to any and all advice and do your research. There's a lot you can figure out on the internet without like needing to ask a professional for help. I figured out how to make my own website by myself. I figured out how to do all this. There's a lot of things like that, that I feel like we all put in the work and you can't be lazy about it. No one's going to give you a secret answer. You have to hustle hard and learn things. But Mm -hmm. when it comes to getting advice, I think that's great to reach out to the stuff you can't Google. Right. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. The things you can't Google. Yeah. Ask Very mentors. Little. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> not much. Most things are Googleable. Just Google it. I think, and I think actually that probably is Googleable, but it it's a deeper level when it's that personal relationship, right. and you can. There's a lot of different opinions out there, but you wanted Jill's because you respected right. her. Right. She work. was the first person that right got me into it. For yeah. Sure. That's that's great. So, what's your favorite thing about being a photographer? I, that's really hard. There's a couple. The first one is definitely being present at weddings and seeing the emotions and love that I see. It's like any job where I wake up and I'm like, oh, I have to go drive Mm. and work for 12 hours and drive home. When I get there and when that couple sees each other or when that grandma sees the bride, Mm. there's just certain Mm. moments that, for me, it's the daddy-daughter dance always. Um, always makes me cry behind my camera lens. I just get super emotional. Vows are awesome to hear. And so those those special moments, there's no way that you can put a price on those. I will just go to those for free. Those special moments are amazing. So that is number one, I would say, the reason why I keep going back and why I do 25 a year and why, because those moments just make it all worth it. Number two, I just think photography is cool. And it's I think it's so okay cool. to admit that, but it's, It's especially now, I'm like totally riding the wave of Instagram and all of this, like being able to create images that are just pretty and you like and they give you feeling, like that to me is, it's just a blast. Like I absolutely love it. I love curating those images. I love blogging. I love, I love all of that. And it's totally like me in high school on live journal. Like it's that translated to a job. And I love that. I love, I love sitting on my computer all day and looking at yeah. visual images and doing things like that. But the number one reason would definitely be those moments. Those moments are incredibly priceless. I've seen so many things that I just know I would have never witnessed. Because mm-hmm. when you go to a friend's wedding, you see the ceremony, you see the speeches, and then you dance. When you're a photographer, you see when she puts on her dress, when her mom sees her in her dress. Yeah. When the couple sees each other, when the grandma sees... Like, you see so... There's so much more on a wedding day that as yeah. a guest you don't get to be a part of right and so that's just awesome you're like a vip guest it's like a vip guest for sure so that's why when my friends ask me if i'd rather be a guest at their wedding or photograph it i still don't know what to say sometimes but i will 90 percent of the time say photograph it because otherwise you don't even get to talk to yeah. them yeah so. that's really cool so do you have a favorite moment or a favorite photo that you've ever taken a lot of it, and I, I think we talked about this yesterday, or I don't know who I talked about this with, but I would rather shoot a wedding that is 
terribly styled, but the couple is amazing and their relationship is one to look up to than one that looks perfect, but it might be all about it looking perfect. Ooh. It's so... Pinterest has turned weddings into a how can I have the prettiest display, the prettiest photos, and get featured on a blog. And it kind of gets away from what it's actually about. The marriage. Right, the marriage, exactly. And just the people and the family. So I cannot think of like a favorite image, but my favorite weddings have been the ones where the people themselves treat me like family, Mm. which is kind of unfair because like caterers and other vendors at weddings do not get the same... I would call it like a royal treatment as photographer. Well, you have a more intimate relationship than a caterer. Right, but still, it's just, I feel like I'm always like so thankful about it because some clients treat me like family. They, I mean, they hug me at the end. Drunk hugs are the best. The end of weddings and the couples are like having the time of their life. They're sweaty and you're you're like, hey, I'm leaving. And they just hug you and they're just Mm -hmm. gross and sweaty and beautiful. And so like those, there is no specific moment, but I think just, the couples that I still to this day am friends with, and I could name a million of them, but there's a ton that I just, I, I'll text random things or be like, hey, remember how fun your wedding was? Like, Aww. let's do it again. So That's so cool. Yeah. Do you have an image in your mind of maybe like a recent one or not even from a wedding, just that you've taken in your life that sticks out as like one that you are proud of? There's a wedding and it's, my friend Haley, who I'm good friends with still, uh, she, her dad has passed away now in the past year, and he was really sick at her wedding, mm-hmm. but his his presence there was so important to her, and yeah. it was really vital, and it was really amazing and really heartfelt. Her whole family was just incredible, and there's, a, there's an image when um, her, her dad is going down the aisle with her, and her husband now, Rory, hugs her dad and it's just like it's a picture of the back of someone's head and someone hugging but that image and then the following one which is during that wedding ceremony the person officiating said to Haley and Rory I want you to look out at all these people here that are here to support you at your wedding and I want you to remember this moment and there's a photo of Haley looking at her mom and dad and that photo like if you just looked at it and didn't know the story right. it's the bride looking but to me I remember them saying oh. that and it's it's to this day like my favorite photo and I love again Haley I still talk to like probably three times a week she's amazing and you made a friend out of it. right so yeah. it, it really like how emotionally invested I am has to do a lot with the images versus yeah. what they look like right that makes sense so so I feel like I should ask what people listening knowing <laughs> that I have a photographer across from me which is kind of a you probably get this from, like, people who, like, don't know you well and with what Instagram being that? so famous. But, like, give us, like, two tips to, like, make your Instagram photos cool. Oh. You gave me one earlier You about the – I try to slap a filter on everything. Oh, she was putting an Instagram filter, and I said, don't use those. Use Visco, V-S-C-O. They're an you awesome company. You still need company. to teach me how to use that. I will. Later. It's a great company. They do. They work with really amazing photographers. They're just an amazing company. Everyone check it out. Download their app. Okay. This is not sponsored. Yeah. But, <laughs> if, but if you're interested. But if they want to, they can. Uh, okay. Tip number one. I am pro-selfie. I think selfies are great. I do them all the time. I don't care if people get sick of them. <laughs> Screw them if they don't want to look at you my face. You did a fantastic pancake selfie that... 
this week. That <laughs> but I, if I feel like I look good, I want to take a picture of yeah. it and be like, yeah. So on days when I feel like shit, I can be like, look at that day. I love that. So, okay. I number agree. one, if you're taking a selfie with a friend or by yourself, face a window. Like, you are looking into the face light. Face a window. Okay, got it. Because then the light shines on your face and it looks really great. It's really helpful. There's nothing worse than, like, indoor light with just shadows okay. under your eyes. Yep. Number two, I think... I'm not one of those people that curates my Instagram to be, like, overall, like, visually... I do. What's the word? Appealing. No, no, no. Like, where it all matches. I, I, I do every other, like, white and then a photo. Oh, you white. do? Yeah. But I, I, I then sometimes I'm like, oh, F it. I, I want to... Well, I look photos. up to those people because I can't do that. My, my brain doesn't work that way. But I do... Mine are more... Um, Mine aren't really images. Often. Right, they're, yeah. Yeah. So I guess my advice would be always take photos of things you care about and screw what other people think. But as far as taking a good photo, don't do an angle. Don't like hold your camera and tilt it. That was like something in the 90s. That was like <laughs> is that no, you had early 2000s. Oh, yeah. I was like, this is art if I tilt it to the side. <laughs> like, think about, um, I always think Wes Anderson film. Mm-hmm. Like, very like. Not centered, but just square. Just things that, like, look visually appealing. Actually, this is, like, so... I don't even care. Hypocritical. I say go for it. Take photos of whatever you think is cool. Yeah. Um, But just don't use Instagram filters. There are so many better programs out there that make your photos look more realistic and and higher quality. Okay. So I just get lazy. Like, I even had another app, and I'm just like, oh, well, it's here. You you can take a photo in Visco, edit it there, and then send it to Instagram. Okay. All right, all right. We're going to... I'm going to... I mean, like, Visco's amazing. I, like, do albums with iPhone photos. The iPhone camera is so great now. Yeah. So. But really, I just take a photo of what you think is cool. If you think your dog is cool, take a photo of your dog. My Instagram is is purely my dog. Yeah. She has a very cool, chill dog. He's just chilling on the couch. Very athletic dog. (laughs) (laughs) There. So... Question. <laughs> she was reaching for a carrot, but I, but I, I gave her the evil eye. <laughs> I'm not even on it. <laughs> it was just that pause in, in between questions. So you have been to a lot of weddings, yes, obviously, and you recently had a wedding. I did. So how did that make your wedding different than if you hadn't been a wedding photographer? You know, I thought my wedding would be a lot. more different less traditional like I I thought I would you know get rid of a lot of the traditional things but when it came down to it there were a couple traditional things I really wanted and I was like I don't care but I would say that I hired a planner a planner who was a coordinator and styled the thing because I knew that I didn't want to be stressed out on the day of I didn't want to be like where are the candles where are the placemats is it right like I didn't care I just wanted to have fun so that was huge because she set everything up. She took it all down. She made it look pretty. She surprised me. It was awesome. Cool. So honestly, invest your money in a planner or a coordinator. It is so worth your money. And then your parents don't have to stress and they don't have to stress you out. Everyone knows it's all taken. It's all under control. Number one, that was huge. Number two, we did our ceremony. Jake's grandpa, who we call Opie, uh, he did the ceremony and... It was so personalized. We met with them twice before, talked about things we wanted at it. It was beautiful. It was, my mom came up and talked. His mom came up and talked. We cried. We had hilarious moments where we didn't rehearse what we were supposed to do, and it was very funny. Jake and I both read our own vows, which I found by attending weddings is just so yeah. amazing. There's no better or worse, but 
if you're the, even if you aren't good at public speaking, like if you can write your own words, it's really awesome just for your guests to get an idea of your relationship. And, and I think for your significant other to hear it from you. So that was beautiful, perfect, everything. I also knew that I just wanted to party and have fun and there weren't many things that happened after dinner. It was just kind of a free for all and perfect. It was really great. Mm, it was so, so fun. So you've been in a relationship for a really long time with Prince Jake, and now that you're married, um, I don't know why you call him Prince Jake. It I, started a long time ago. Well, but it's because I'm Princess Katie. Oh, right, right. So, so I don't. I guess <laughs> oh, so that makes sense. I don't know. I don't know. I, he probably. King crowned himself. I'm sure that. he crowned himself. Yeah. He's in my phone as Prince Jake. Yeah. Oh. So Jake has been, I've been with Jake all of college. All of so college. all of Katie and I's friendship, Jake has also been in the picture. Yes. And at one point, Abby gave me, or I stole, a photo that she had on her like nightstand of Jake. His and mom then, gave it to me as a Christmas present. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so hilarious. Well, she really gave it to me because right. it was on my nightstand for a good. Two and a half years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's still in my possession in, in some way or another. But so my question for you is, you've been in this relationship for a long time, and we started to talk about this a little bit earlier, but what is your relationship advice? How do you make such a great partnership work and last? And it is work, so how do you, what what advice would you give? It is, I think that you can't expect it to always be perfect. It's going to have different ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. And I don't like to say like highs and lows because it's not really like yeah. a bad thing. Right. My advice would always, always, always be open about your feelings. Mm-hmm. You cannot mask them. This person lives with you probably or is going to someday. You have to be open and very vulnerable with that person a lot of times Jake likes to hold things in and that's totally okay you don't always have to be as open of a book as I, I might think be that's typical more of a dynamic of women teams tend to be a bit more maybe that's just me yeah tend to be a bit more open and men I think men are emotional but I think like they like, hold it in yeah and yeah. and so it's a lot of times me being asking what are you really okay like tell mm. me what's going on and and then also being understanding but Jake and I We've been together, I think what was really hard about our relationship is we started dating when he was 18. You do so much growing up from 18 to now he's 25. Like there is so much that happens in those years. He went to college, he graduated high school, he graduated college. For both of you. Yeah, for You're both only, of us. She's only a year older. Yeah, I'm like eight months. Eight months <laughs> Not older. even. Eight months older. But I think the way you said that, you people might right. have thought that you were like I'm, 57 or something. <laughs> I'm a cougar. Yeah, no, I'm not. Slightly. <laughs> and so I just think being very open, being honest with your emotions, if you have a problem, you need to talk about it, even though it sucks. Like, pull off the Band-Aid, talk yeah. about it. Oh, that's so hard, but so But I like it. Like, when we get, yeah. I'm, I'm always like, yes, you're telling me something I'm yeah. doing wrong. This is awesome. Like, I can fix this. It's when that person, when you're passive-aggressive with each other, that it sucks. Exactly. This and is fantastic. Jake is a wonderful peacemaker. He doesn't like when people are upset. He doesn't like fighting. He doesn't like yelling. He's very calm and collected. I personally love a good heated argument. Like, yeah. I just think it's it feels good and everything. Yeah. And so when we get stuff out there and we I'm like, yes, tell me what I'm doing wrong and then I can fix it. It's a great conversation. So I feel like it's like every four months we have like things build up and then we 
have talk a talk. Them. And then it's like a weight lifted off both our shoulders. Mm. So talking, giving the other, oh, here's my big one. Giving the other person freedom and their own life. Jake and I went to different schools and then we were long distance and not until the past three years have we lived with each other. So we had our own friends, we had our own lives, we had we were busy with our own things and we came together and that is huge. Like yeah, I don't so I admire that so much. I don't too. and maybe this is bad, but in our relationship it works. I don't ask Jake permission if I want to go on a vacation or right. go visit a friend. It's a mutual understanding that we're gonna make time for each other and and do things and I don't feel trapped in a box. I've never felt trapped in a box. And I think he also feels okay to do the activities that mm-hmm. he does. He races cars. He just does a bunch of cool things that I don't supervise. I don't really care yeah. as long as he's being responsible and everything. I don't care what he's doing. Yeah. If it makes him happy, like, go for it. And I think that's really, really big for us because if we we we're very different so if we had to do everything all together all the time it wouldn't work for us um it's good to have an outlet like today for example even last night so katie came last night he slept in the guest room katie and i slept in jake and i until this morning when when he came in he came in in between us like (laughs) a taco and we all snuggled and listened to music but i think that's huge some guys would be like like, no, I'm going to hang out with you girls the whole weekend. But Jake yeah. went to go visit his friend, yeah. and, now and I'm here. And, I mean, not that I don't miss him, but... A I, I kind of miss him, to be <laughs> but honest a, a night away is, like, great. Yeah. Like, couples, I think you need to have... You need to be okay if something... If, like, not something were to happen, but you need to be able to live yes. independently before you can live successfully together. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, I get that so much, and I think that... That's, I mean, I don't know. I'm no relationship expert, clearly, but I think that that's where the relationships that I've seen fail, that's been a big part of it. I think it's really important to give the person space and allow them, especially when we're young, but throughout our lives, I, I think, I only know from being pretty young, we change and grow. So if you don't have the space to do that and allow your significant other to do that too, then you might be really the same and do everything right. together, but you might change and grow and then you won't fit anymore. Whereas right. for you guys, you guys can, he might be really into race cars now, but into like something else later and you might, you're going to change and grow a million times, but regardless, the foundation of your late relationship will remain and that's important. At the same time, you have to, if, if that's the kind of people you are, which we are, we've had to intentionally set times to do things mm. together, to vacation together. Yeah. To... Vacation. Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, that came out weird. I know. To I update each other on what it is we're doing, because sometimes yeah. I'll be like, wait, you did so what? So independent. Yeah, right. There's like, <laughs> there's not independent enough, and then there's too independent. We often fall in the too independent aspect. Yeah. So it's really important also that, not that I have to ask permission, but that I inform him, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Right. Do you think that sounds cool? Or just, it's just, it's a very fine balance. But we've had to find an activity that we enjoy doing together. We go to movies a lot. That's like our thing. Mm. And so making time to do that, literally, I put him on my calendar. Like Thursday night, Jake and I are hanging out. 
and we live together, we're married, but like yeah. it, it makes a difference. Yeah, that I mean that's what you have to do with any good friend, right? right? Like we 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 scheduled this what like a month and a half ago. <laughs> yeah, and we like have scheduled the time to talk, and we scheduled right. which actually we haven't even been able to do. Right, <laughs> but I think it's it's just you you have to put that effort in with any friend and you yes. have to put that effort into your relationship and, and yep. otherwise they it. become your roommate right just your roommate yeah. and there's like you gotta schedule time to not just be roommates yeah that's that's all really solid and this is advice. all learned I'm still learning yeah I'm well, no pro we can do this in a year maybe Jake will be here <laughs> yeah. and we can see what you've learned then yes I, I think you've get, we've already given such valuable advice in this we got the selfie tips we got the relationship <laughs> tips we got I'm the so embarrassed by tips. the selfie tips Free podcast, people. Free <laughs> podcast. And you're getting all this info. So another thing that we talk about a lot because I talk about and think about all the time is body image. And obviously, since I mowed about this all over <laughs> the internet and world <laughs> and in IRL, um, it's something that's been my biggest struggle, is my biggest struggle. Um but where did your body image struggle start? Or have you struggled? I know you that yeah. you have, not maybe to the extent that I have, but in, in many ways. Do you remember a moment where you felt like your body wasn't totally. good enough? Yes. Uh, it was... Oh, I said, uh, again. <laughs> We're trying to be really grammatically I probably, beautiful. How many times have I said anyways? anyways. <laughs> have you noticed any? No, I haven't. So I would say not it started way. for me when I did dance in all the way from when I was three until in college. And at the dance studio I went to from age three till end of high school. Dance minor over here across <laughs> the table. Every year you get measured for costumes. It's just a thing. They like measure waist, your torso, your everything. And I can remember, which, okay, you're in middle school, everyone's bodies are wacko because you're all aging at different levels and, you know. Exactly. And I can remember, I like. I should have known that then, right? Right, like, I no, wish I we had no idea. I it was wacko. I thought we were all we were the same. all going to change, yeah. you know? <laughs> and like, I remember. It wasn't just me. I remember, like, I don't remember specifically who or what, but I remember we got, like, everyone remembered your waist measurement. That was, like, the thing. And I can remember, like, you get measured, and you go back over to the bar, and everyone would be like, what was yours? <sighs> and we would ask and say, and I wasn't by no means, like, a big person. I just, I have this, like, me and my mom, we have this cute belly. Like, it's a thing. It's a genetic thing, and it's totally cool, but we have it. And I remember just saying, and my friend was like, oh, well, I'm this. And you do the math. And you're like, that's four inches smaller. Mm. And I think that's where it started. Also, white tights and a black leotard is not, <laughs> like, it's not forgiving for anyone, right. especially little kids. And once you're aware of that, it was just uncomfortable. Like, I remember having to wear a bra under mine, and some girls didn't have to wear a bra. And it was, like, just this whole thing. I would say that, and I still can remember this time in middle school, for the first time looking at myself from the back. You know, you have, like, one of those mirrors, yeah. and you're like... That's what I look like from behind? Yeah. And, like, it was this weird moment. I have those moments all the time. Oh, yeah. I mean... Those dressing rooms are evil. Dressing rooms, <laughs> windows, <laughs> you know, like, everything where yeah. it's... You think that you look really great in an outfit. You might feel really great in it. It happened to me today. We were shopping today. And I, like, took off my coat to try on, like, a scarf and all of a sudden, I was like feeling really good. Everything's great. I'm, I'm walking around, and I get this look. And you just, for whatever reason, the way you thought of yourself in your mind doesn't match what you see. Yeah. And it just, 
it instantly just like turns something in your mind, you know? Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah, it does. I just, it does. Because I love looking in mirrors. Who doesn't look by a mirror when you walk right. by? Like, it's right. just like instinct. Yeah. And it, it totally does. Totally. It's... And then the other is true, too, where, you where you'll be awesome. like, damn, I look so good right now. <laughs> right, right. Wow, I, I felt really shitty about myself, yeah. <laughs> and I look really good right now. For That's sure. the best. That's way better. But I, I think, truly, like, what you think of yourself when you're younger, it kind of, like, it carries along yeah. the whole way. Yeah. So, you know. I relate yeah. to that a lot. I mean, I had many moments like that being younger where I was never the biggest kid tallest kid in the class but I was also far I erred on that side then I was never the smallest kid either and I think you know when you're when you're that you know if you're the smallest kid maybe these things don't happen I'm sure there's other stuff you know if it wasn't this and this is something I've been learning a lot which is interesting and I wanted to share with you anyways is that if it wasn't this for me it would be something else it would be money or it would be relationships or it would be career and it's this just happens to be my thing that Mm -hmm. I I have in my head so much and I think that that it's really important to look at the things that are going well in our lives and then that helps you not put so much physical so much attention on the physical and and that's always my biggest advice to people around that and to shift out of that and I need to take it myself all the time is like focus on what is working and not and the physical won't matter so much exactly and the thing you said in that recent article you posted is like that your body's always changing mm-hmm. and just telling yourself that is huge because yeah my body's changed a lot since that middle school day like totally. and so to focus on something that's gonna change I'm gonna yeah. get old and it's but I'm saying that and I, it's like very hypocritical because every day I look at myself in the mirror and think about what I'm going to wear and is that flattering and does mm-hmm. that look good and can I rock this crop yeah. top and, you know, things like that. So I I struggle with it and it sucks and I yeah. don't want to, but at the same time, there are days where I'm just like, I'm going to, this is going to be a bad day. I'm going to get over it and start fresh tomorrow. So good. Yeah. I think that right there is the best advice ever. I mean, I have these bad body image days and I try to not let them turn into bad body image weeks or mm-hmm. months. And so when you say that about having, when you still have them now, what do you do to shift out of it? I love listening to like powerful women, like, like Mindy Kaling, her book and just her attitude towards things. And I love her fashion sense. I love everything about her. Lena Dunham's book, all of these like obvious books that, and just podcasts and things, just reiterating and knowing that every woman is going through this. It's not just me. It is women who are inherently small. It is women who are inherently big. It is every size has an issue. Like I used to look at you and be like, oh my God, I want her clothes. She has the best hair. She's so cute and everything. And like had no idea that you were going through things. Yeah. So that like, it still blows my mind to this day because the people that you look up to either, which is terrible, but like physicality wise, probably have an issue with something. And I feel the same exact way about you. you yeah. Know? Like, so when we were traveling and I was just always like, oh, she's a cool older sister and that's so cool <laughs> ridiculous because I felt like she's so yeah. cute and same thing so it's, it's it's kind of like stepping back and being like Abby no one is noticing that your pants are tight except you yeah unbutton the button and move <laughs> on with it like it's really okay and and for me too I feel best on 
days when I'm just moving my body. I will never give up junk food, junk food and bad. Like, I just love food. I love food. I live for every next meal. That's my thing. I've never, that's how I've always been. So I just, I just feel good about myself if I'm feeling physically happy and good. Like, I could go for a walk. I could do this. And just finding that balance of, you know, working out, eating whatever I want and being conscious and yeah. just treating my body well yeah is is you've really key. inspired me a lot in that because you have such a normal you're such a normal eater you know you're such a you have such a normal relationship with food where you enjoy healthy things but you also enjoy things that you really love and you've always loved and you like doing certain exercise and you do it and you find what you like and you're not obsessive about it or restrictive about the food and I think that that's yeah, yeah. I think that that and it, you know there are some periods more than others and we right. all kind of go through it but I feel like you've you're really in it you inspired me a lot in that area yeah. to be honest it's I, it's what totally a work in that? progress though because like if I ate a bag of potato chips now which I totally would I would then feel really shitty about it. So right. it's, you know, it's dealing... Is that because of how they would make you feel or because of how you would feel How about I would yourself? feel about myself. Right. Not, I mean, I probably would feel bad for like 10 minutes and get over it. Right. But it's more how I, like, I treat those as, you know, bad. Right. And and so it's it's a struggle. Like, I I might put on a certain facade, but... Yeah. Also, yeah. Well, you're really comfortable with yourself, I feel. And that's the most attractive thing about you. And has always been, you know, I feel like you're, and that, that's probably something that's like grown and changed over oh, time. Sure. So from that moment, let's go back a little bit. So from that moment of in dance and feeling that way, did that get better, get worse as you grew up? It kind of always stayed the same. I just always felt like I, I wasn't the skinny one, the big one. I was just the one, you know, like I was just this. And so, yeah. and I, I mean, when I think back to what I, eight in middle school was like goldfish and peanut butter sandwiches that was what I lived on which I still love yeah but so I think I always had it in the back of my head I'm just now coming to terms with it and facing it head on and deciding am I gonna let it bother me or am I gonna move on with it Jake's been amazing he's really supportive I'm not trying to brag or anything when I say that he tells me that I'm beautiful multiple times a day and half the time I'm like shut up I don't believe you and the other half I'm like thank you you're awesome Mm -hmm. and um having him has been really big. Because I think when I was the most down on myself was when I was single. Mm-hmm. Because it was freshman year of college, and I felt like that was the reason I didn't have a boyfriend. Yeah, that's interesting. And I'm sure that wasn't. It was because I just didn't meet anyone. Right. Um, but No, 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 no. I know that wasn't. Yeah. But it's interesting that that's when it was the worst in your mind. Oh, it totally was. Mm-hmm. I went, and because I, I just, that's your first thing. It's like, oh, I must not look. Right. Especially yeah, freshman true. year of college, you're all sorts of confused. Yeah. You don't know what's going but on. all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so Jake's helped. At least he's been a constant where when I might feel like crap about myself, I've never gone to an extreme of either way mm-hmm. because I just, I knew that he still liked mm. me. And so I hate to admit that because it's like a yeah. boyfriend, but I don't know. It's, he's yeah. been helpful. Have you ever talked about body image with him? With him? Totally. I can remember crying once about it. Like, really? you, you don't understand? Because I'm really hard on him what he eats. Mm. I'm kind of hard on myself, but I'm very hard on him when he eats. He'd like make a plate of food and I'd be like, you're going to eat all that? 
and very judgy, like so judgy. And it's been a, he. I mean, he looks at me then like daggers. Like, are you kidding me? Are you saying that to me right now? Mm-hmm. It's been a constant battle for the past year of us, me trying to make healthier choices and setting himself to the same standards that I was putting on myself. When setting him, sorry, to the same standards. Right. And so, and when Which I think never a good recipe no, and when I and when I think to reverse, if he were to, if I were to grab a cookie and he would look at me and be like, oh, "Are you eating that?" I'd be like, "You horrible person! You're doing terrible things for women." Yeah, you know, like I would, but right. I was doing that to him, right. and I still do sometimes. And I have to like, he, we have an understanding though. He like looks at me, and I'm like, "I'm so sorry." Yeah, I didn't. I don't. That was just me yeah. thinking if I were to do that. Right. And. And it's your stuff projecting on him. Totally. That, that's a huge thing of marriage, I think, is like, you, is that, exactly that projecting. So, I am very judgmental of myself on what I eat. And I have been, like, eating really healthy and not restricting, but finding a, I'm just trying to find balance. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with balance. Um, but, yeah, I definitely project on the Jake. Yeah, I think that's a, an important lesson for people listening. And I think that's so common in relationships, oh especially... Yeah. The, the woman tends to be the, quote, healthier eater, healthier one, I think because society makes women more obsessed with their bodies exactly. and fitness, yeah. so that's probably why. And they wouldn't put up with a, a man who was, or uh, that dynamic of right. the relationship being, you know, shaming to women. No, I can't even be, imagine if he terrible. shamed me. I you would be like, peace out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be so mad. Yeah, it, would, it wouldn't fly, and so I think it's really great that you had that awareness of that of like oh dude not cool he that I'm made me aware of it yeah and Good I felt him. terrible yeah but yeah well that's great that you were able to talk about yeah body image struggles with him because I find that like you know in the past with me it's been something that like I've never wanted to and say to and, and really honestly very recent it was it was easier for me to share with a bunch of strangers online <laughs> than, than it so- was for me to like have conversations with you about it or my closest right. friends or people I was in a relationship with because I was so embarrassed because I wanted everyone to think that I was like comfortable in my skin and okay with how I was yeah but I wasn't inside I was like constantly not you know and there were times yeah. when I wasn't but for the most part since I was a kid I was constantly really bad about it and like I said there were times when it was worse and times when it was better but sharing that was really difficult for me but I'm so glad now that I have and I'm able to online and in real life because when you share your shame your shame can dissipate and it goes yeah, away it's totally. not as powerful over you anymore yep and that has been the biggest most helpful thing in my life and like my body's changed and it's changed a lot in the last year but I'm I'm, it's different than when I really hated my body before I ever talked about it because at least now I can be I can talk about it and I right. can, if I'm feeling this feeling I don't have to hide it and hold it in and be like you know pretend everything's okay and slap a smile on my face right. and laugh I can be like this is how I'm feeling and it really took me out and yeah you know if someone can relate and of course I'm not doing that like with everyone <laughs> and like the cab driver excuse me sir <laughs> I just caught a thumbs to myself in the mirror and I looked like a whale can you please give me some support but you know who knows I probably that is probably something I would do to be honest yeah but, uh yeah I think I think just having support whether it's your partner whether it's your friends whether it's your people who listen to your podcast is yeah. so crucial because like holding all that in, whether it's your journal, is just a lot. Yeah, and it's too much. It's way too to much. Do. And I was, I'm thankful that I can tell him those things, and I'm also thankful that he 
gives me an evil eye and yells at me when so I do bad. something because yeah. I do feel terrible. I do feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. I'm so sorry. And I do think part of it stems with like, a, I want you to live forever and be super right. healthy and I love you. But it, it does not translate that way. It's yeah. Like, and also you can't control no. that and you can't no. control him. And you The can't more you control... try to control someone, the exactly. less control you And have. yourself. Exactly. And I think that's really important to remember, especially for... You know, when he's not with you, you we don't know what he's eating. He could be eating. What? Who knows right now? And <laughs> and it, it doesn't matter. And it doesn't matter, right? right. And and that's and that's what's so important and and difficult to yeah. remember and constantly have to remind yourself. He's a saint that he puts up with that yeah. crap. Yeah. <laughs> and you're you're a saint for acknowledging it and actively trying to shift it because I see that dynamic in relationships that I know all the time. And I, I used to do that, you know, all the time. Like, yeah, I can tell you stories after this. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it just, it's it's really common. And to be aware of that is, mm-hmm. it's all it's all our projections of, yeah. like, wanting to do our own stuff. So, yeah. all right, we've, we've covered that. So, and oh, one quick last yeah, thing on that is that also I should be more looking up to the fact that he wasn't caring about, not what he was eating, like just that he, he was being a normal. He's eater. totally happy with himself. Yeah, and like he wasn't, he had no mental or physical restrictions on himself, yeah. and it was more like I was like jealous of that. Like, yeah. how can you just eat how that and you, feel exactly. fine? Good awareness. And, and like, I'm just yeah. So this is like therapy. They say a good interview should be like therapy. <laughs> Perfect. <it's> good. So <laughs> okay. any any before we shift out of body image, anything else that you would share about your experience that was like. A, a time where you were able to shift out of it or a time where it was really rough and any tips that you would give anyone or anyone anything on that vein that you want to share? I would say that in this, I feel like we're in this time right now where it is, everyone is like pro-diet, pro-fitness, mm-hmm. whatever, but then there's this other half that is anti-diet, anti-fitness, anti-this, and I totally am on that side, but I do believe that there is nothing wrong with moving your body and finding a way to feel good. And whether that's yoga or walks or a hit work, just anything. Like I think it's really important. What has helped me a ton is that no matter what kind of day I'm having, no matter how much I weigh, no matter what I look like, if I move my body and use my body to move in a day, I feel better about myself no matter what I look like in a mirror. So, Mm. and for me, that's been huge because it's just been an outlet to be like, my body is awesome. It can lift things. It can move things. Yeah. It can run. It can do this. And it gives me like a sense of power instead of being looking at my, you know, stomach and, or just any, looking at my arms being like, oh, those aren't little arms. Those won't fit in tiny cap sleeves. I'm like, right. those are muscular arms that can pick things up if I need to move heavy things. And it's just been That's great. Amazing. So it's, I think there's a healthy balance. I, I think there is, to, with as far as fitness is concerned, yeah. I think that, we're meant to move our bodies and be happy and yeah. run and walk and do everything like that. Yeah. So And find something that works for you, works in your life. Mentally and, and physically works yeah. for you. Yeah, I think that's that's amazing because you're able to look at your body for what it can do rather for, for than for how it looks. Exactly. And that's, that's everything. That's yep. so important. And I think it really, it really speaks to the fact that we aren't – we aren't just our bodies, but we do mm-hmm. live in our bodies. Right. And there's what you were saying about those two camps of people. I think the 
the camp, the both camps are growing because I think people take the camp of being over obsessed mm-hmm. with wellness and health to an extreme and then extremely go in the other camp and people take that camp to an extreme and then extremely go in the other camp. Yeah. And so it kind of becomes polarizing where I think being moderate in the middle is is the goal. It's just but I that's think hard. Just not even moderately being in the middle to it just do what feels good. Kind of like I, I don't know much on intuitively eating. I feel like I probably do it. I just I don't yeah, don't I know do about it. it but you like definitely do. as far as it's like intuitively moving. Can that be yeah, a new thing? It's, it's no. It's like if you feel like you have a lot of energy to burn and you need to go do something, yeah. go do something. But if you wake up and you're like, I'm exhausted, I'm tired, mm. I don't want to do this, don't go. It's that. But don't you think you have to push yourself at some point? Because I feel like if you said that to me, I never <laughs> feel like doing anything ever. I would just want to sit all the time. And I know people yeah, say that. Yeah. Okay. So I wake true. up in the morning and I do push myself. But I think a lot of why I go and work out is I love the people. I like the atmosphere, and I yeah. love the feeling afterwards. After. We were talking um, about this. If I'm too. sick, I'm not going to go. Right. If I hurt my leg or something, I'm not going to go. Um, but, like, for example, I used to – I love yoga, but I haven't gone in three months. It's just not because I don't ever want to go again. I just haven't felt like you that. you something else that right. really works. And so I think that trying to force myself to go to yoga because mm-hmm. yoga is good for me would be really terrible. And instead – I'm just doing what I feel like doing. Yeah. Um, in the summer, that's running with my dog. I hate running in the winter. I hate running on a treadmill. But in the summer, I get to look at houses and do all sorts of things. So I think just listening. I want that to be a thing. Intuitively moving. Whatever yeah, no, you, you feel is. like. Yeah. Don't you have like a mini trampoline? Intuitive, yeah. It <laughs> it's like covered with stuff because I'm moving okay. right now. But, but yeah, yes. like whatever feel, you feel like doing, I think you should do. And if you don't feel like moving, that's fine. Yeah, it's the exact same concept of yep. food. Yep. And I think that it's yeah, just being being kind to yourself at the end of the mm-hmm. day. And and extremes are easy. Balance and moderation it's and hard. listening is hard. Yeah. yeah. And and that's I think that's the goal for all of all of us. So the biggest thing that's helped me recently and just in general and that that I'm really preaching now with my work is that the the way for me to shift out of body image stuff is to like you were saying with with exercise of focusing on what your body can do but really focusing on what your brain can do through creativity and so creativity is a huge way for me to I can be like oh I'm a I'm a writer I'm a you know I'm a photographer I'm a whatever and really look at yourself for who you are and what you can create rather than just who you are as a totally as a body and so you obviously have a creative job, um, and you do lots of creative things even outside of your job. But what would you say keeps you most inspired with, with what you do, and just in general, inspired and like what what gives you inspiration? What kind of makes you want to do more in your career and your life? And where do you feel most inspired? It's funny to ask that question at the end of wedding season because it's like the time of year. It's like the end of a school year where you're. Like, can finally take a deep breath and recharge for the next year. But as of lately, if you ask me this today, like, what is inspiring me? I'm leading a photography workshop with two other... I'm not leading. I'm co-leading a photography workshop in January with other photographers. And that has me super excited. The idea of, like, sharing the knowledge I have, kind of like what we earlier talked about. Mm -hmm. But in a setting that's... I love camp. Camp is what I grew up with. I'm obsessed with camp. I've gone to camp every year since I was little. So kind of creating an adult camp is my dream. And so 
that is like super inspiring to me is looking forward to that. It's also making me think of all the things I should be doing for that. But that is what my focus is on right now. And thinking about in the future is how I would love to be able to incorporate that. Um, I think that shooting 25 weddings a year will not be a forever thing. That's really tiring and eventually I'll become old and irrelevant. But, um, so right now that's really, I'm really into that. But you'll do mine. Totally. Yeah. No, I don't know. I kind of want to just be it. Be in it? I'll, I'll hire you a photographer. Okay. How did you choose the photographer? I'll shoot your engagement your photos. Okay. <laughs> and I'll second shoot your portraits, but I want to be okay, present for everything else. Okay. Yeah. Did you, how did you choose your photographer? Uh, part, I feel like 80% of your photographer is you want to have someone you can hang out with for your whole day. Mm-hmm. And so Rachel and Rico, I met in California and I love them. I love mm-hmm. Rachel. Also, they're incredible. But I just really like felt totally comfortable, comfortable with them being with me all day. That's really cool. That's really cool. So another aspect of your business now is growing into another thing. Tell us about the Amiga shop. What is it? So I shop a lot on Instagram. I find artists. They make t-shirts or macrame or things, and I buy them. And Ring, I was jewelry. Rings, jewelry. I was spending a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, I wish more people knew about these artists. So I started a newsletter at first, which was, I did like three of them, and it was cool, and I shared all these people, but then newsletters are really hard to keep up with. I was a guest in one of them? Yeah, you were. You did an interview, yep. And so this has always been kind of, I don't know, a weird little dream of mine to own an online shop where I could sell these things and have another brand that was more like all of the stuff I'm into but doesn't have anything to do with wedding photography. And so it started with that. And I love, like, Southern California style and vibes and beach vibes. I grew up in Grand Haven. I love the beach. Uh, So basically, I I decided I was going to open a little online shop where I bought a bunch of items wholesale from friends of mine who are artists. Macrame jewelry, uh, clothing, uh, coffee mugs, just all sorts of fun little goods. And I also wanted to design some t-shirts. So created a brand called The Amiga Shop, and you can shop online. There's not that much right now, but I hope AmigaShop.com. The AmigaShop.com. Yep. And Amiga as in girl in Spanish. I am totally white, not Hispanic. Friend girl. <laughs> but I went to a surf trip in Nicaragua about a year ago, and I'm. it was called Surf with Amigas. Every girl should go on on this trip. Also go to SurfWithAmigas.com. Oh, I, I, I could talk for a thousand years about that, mm-hmm. but... Surfwithamigas.com was amazing, changed my life. I met 11 or 14 or something like that. Amazing women, ages 21 to, I think the oldest one was in her 60s. It was a surf, it was a whole week where we surfed and did yoga and mostly surfed and they were amazing. They had great style and I, so that's where the inspiration came from. Cool, I didn't know that. I didn't know that that's where it came from. Yeah, totally. I just, you told me when, when you started it that, and maybe this is part of it, that you just thought it would be cool if, Friends walked around with shirt of uh, all your friends oh, walked around yeah. with shirts wearing Amiga, and I was yeah. like, "Yeah, sign me up!" And I ordered like twelve. It's <laughs> it's kind of like girl power, like modern yeah, day girl power. Yeah. So I think, except for the T-shirts that are hand screened, hand screen printed by some guys in Grand Rapids, but most of the other things I'm selling are all made by girls. Very cool. I can't decide if I want to solely go that way, or mm. just 
That would be cool. It would be cool, and it is that way so far, but I don't want to diss artist. a dude if he's got some It's not cool even art. a diss. It's just you really love it and want to share right. it with people. You're, I mean, it's what I do with the podcast. You're a curator. You're right. a curator and of I'm stuff a girl, you like and sharing so. it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so there you go. I yeah. mean, it's you, and you run the shop, and, you know, and the people in your community trust you to bring in cool stuff. If you have something that's just totally not... right you know, something the cool that you thing, love. You're the through line. Right. That's cool, what I do with the podcast. Anyway. The cool thing is, too, that, like, it is, like, a store that I designed for myself. Like, it's yeah. all things that I would want. Exactly. I do have in my house. And so... I have. Yeah, Katie has everything. <laughs> so it's been really fun. I would love for it to grow and become something else or just keep growing. And You hear that, people? TheAmigaShop.com <laughs> for all your online shopping needs. Yes, exactly. Christmas is around the corner. Maybe I'll give listeners a discount. Yeah, get it. Get a sh- Christmas might not be Maybe I'll make Wellness Wonderland. Yeah. If you're listening, okay. if you're listening, Wellness Wonderland, Wellness Wonderland is a coupon code and that will get you 10%, 10% off. Perfect. All right. All right. You heard it here, <laughs> folks. Everyone get... Your sweatshirt, get your t-shirt, get your tank top. If you're me, you've got all three. <laughs> and it's It'll all I ever wear. And then we will all, in the Facebook group, post your selfies. Of yeah, you. totally. And that would be so cool. And you can spray it with a Wonder Perfume. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Which Abby took the photos of. Yep. That's um, so great. I'm so proud of you for everything you do with, with your photography and your creativity. And really with Amiga Shop, like, as soon as I saw the idea <laughs> and I saw the logo, I had a nervous breakdown. I was so excited and so proud of you. She was so nervous. She accidentally placed an order twice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I had to refund her because it was like, Katie Devout spent $300. <laughs> and I was like, I don't think she meant to do that. That's so bad. I would have just been like, whatever. I want to support you. I don't care. Um, oh, that's so great. I'm so, I'm just so proud of you. And I'm so happy that everyone listening can go check it out. And I, I really want to see you guys rocking your... Amiga sweatshirts and tank tops. We're going to collaborate, too, eventually. Yeah. And make, like, a shirt that has to do with both of us. Yeah, so tell us your ideas. Yeah, if you have any sweet shirt ideas. Or what's, like, a shirt you've always wanted to wear and you wanted to say something, but... And we'll make this, like, a Kickstarter. So if you say (laughs) what you want to do, you have to... You have to buy it. Yeah, you have to buy (laughs) it contractually. Yeah, or if you know any really cool artists or you make something... Yeah, yes. And you you want to sell it in the Amiga shop, there's a contact form. Yep. Or post in the Facebook group. I'll tag Abby. Yeah, totally. I'd love to know. I would love to connect the Wellness Wonderland group. Yeah. I'm psyched about this. This is the start of something. This is genius. This is very genius. I'm really excited about it. Anything else about Amiga shop that we need to cover? I don't think so. It's just really fun. Just out of my house. And it's going to grow. And, you know, today we were walking around um, Abby City, which is amazing. And she was showing me around. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Grand Rapids, Michigan. And we were going in and out of stores and shops, and she is so personable and so kind and connects with people and listens to people. Almost like we were the shoppers today, but almost like <laughs> you, we were the shop owners. owners. And that's how I feel like the Amiga, even though it's online right now, I feel like I can feel your presence in the shop. That's awesome. With like, like you're welcoming me into the website. That makes yeah. me happy. And maybe that's because I know you, but I really don't think it is. I think I would have felt awesome. that way about... And, and here's the thing, people. If you look at Abby 
I want to, and I say this to you all the time, I'll like see your Instagram photos and I'm like, I want to dress like you, I want you to style me, but you kind of can now because you can just go to the Amiga shop right. and she buy my clothes. Yeah, the stuff that you're into. I'm currently wearing a sweatshirt, no bra, and leggings, and some really <laughs> ugly slippers. And my jeans are unbuttoned, and I have like seven sweaters on, so. So, it's all relative. We both look really cute. So, now I have some interesting questions for you. Go for it. What is the best advice that you've ever been given? Oh, that's so hard. I don't know what it actually was literally. My mom has always just told me to do what I love. Mm. And I think that's why I'm here today. She yeah, helped so me. Great. Yeah, she's amazing. She helped me start my photography business. She gave me my first like money to buy a camera. Second advice is kind of what we talked about earlier where... I was told to only show what I want to do. So only project. So with my photography blog, if oh, there was something that I took photos of that I didn't enjoy and didn't fulfill me, don't show that because right. then you're going to do more of you it. You got the money for it. You got the experience from it. Move on. Yes. So show what you're passionate about. Don't just show that you're working for the sake of the fact that you're working. So What's the worst this- advice you've ever gotten? Maybe like I really cannot think of a specific thing Mm -hmm. at all, but I would say like when people tell you that you can't wear something because you're a pear-shaped body, Mm. (laughs) I hate those. (laughs) Totally a pear or an apple. I'm an apple. That's what I am. I'm a pear-ish. And apples can't wear anything. Fruits. Just I just want to be a not a fruit. I think we have opposite. (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, So screw those magazines. Yeah. Yeah, together we're like the perfect human. (laughs) Take my top and your bottom. Oh my gosh, sew us together. Put our hair together. A spaghetti, no, just as a butternut squash. (laughs) So stupid. So anything that magazines have ever told me about what to do or not do. Oh man. Based on what fruit I am. Yeah, I love that. Bullshit. Okay, so we're having a dinner party. Okay. You're having a dinner party. This, I don't know if I'm invited yet, but you're okay. allowed to invite five people. Oh my gosh. Okay. And, and whether you Do know they have not. to be friends or does it not? No, no, okay. no, no. It would probably be They're more not. interesting right. if they aren't. Um, so you can invite five people. What do you make? What do you eat? Uh-huh. Um, what do you hope someone turns and asks you? And what do you hope that they don't ask you that you don't feel like talking about? Go. Oh, I thought I was going to get to pick five famous people. <laughs> you do. You can oh, pick famous no. people. No, okay, so... But well, you, then you have to ask... What's the first list. thing? So pick the people first. No, that's too hard. Just, what's the... What what you would make for them? Okay, what, what I would make... Okay. I love snacks. So it would be a plethora of snacks. Basically what we have in front of us exactly. right now. Yep. Dips and carrot sticks, celery, jicama sticks, sweet potato chips. My favorite snack in the whole wide world is tortilla chips with cream cheese melted with a can of Hormel chili. It's so gross Ooh. and so good. That's what I would make because everyone love loves it. Chips. What would I? Who would you invite? Are you? Why are you avoiding the question? Oh, it's just I it would take me a while. I feel well. Jason Siegel is like my. I, I'm obsessed with him. I love anything about him. There is a podcast that you need. To I watch. listen to it. Oh, okay, go on. <laughs> he's amazing and funny. I don't know why he's the only one I can think of right he now. He reminds me of Jake. Yeah, I, that's probably why. Yeah, 
He's always reminded me of Jake. Or that's, Jake's always, yeah, every time oh I gosh, see him, I think of Jake. Jake. Yeah, that's funny. I feel like I needed to think about this question for a really long time. Okay. Is it like hot guys? Because I can <laughs> <laughs> No, it's not. I mean, I'm hoping I make the bill. I'm hoping Jake does. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I guess my <laughs> husband and my I mean, I, we don't have to, I guess. <laughs> I mean, you like can famous make, Sure. I thought, it'd be, I thought it'd be some of each. I thought it'd be a, a nice mix. <laughs> Just me and Jason Siegel. <laughs> celebrity people that we've said who are his um jennifer lawrence so obvious uh, yeah um i'm pretty sure katie perry's on that list oh that's odd amy schumer was oh, on his good. list good i love her so much oh that's so good yeah that makes me love jake even more yep yep so and i'm pretty sure i can't remember all my i know jason siegel's like just number one i'm like <laughs> clearly obsessed uh so I don't know how to answer that question. Okay, let's go back to the other part of the question. Okay. What do you hope that someone at the dinner party would turn and ask you, and what do you hope that they won't turn and ask you? What do you not like to talk what about? What I wouldn't like to talk about is, like, my family. Mm-hmm. I just don't. Mm-hmm. Not a dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love my family. I just don't. That's, like, not something I yep. like to talk about. And then what I would, I love talking about television shows. Like, mm-hmm. what's your favorite television shows? Like, I, I could talk about TV forever and ever. What's your favorite oh, Amy Poehler show? and Tina Fey would have to be at my dinner. Okay. Yeah, so Jason Segala, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, me. Maybe just the whole p- cast of Parks and Rec and How I Met Your Mother. Perfect. <laughs> just all of them. There's like Perfect, 10. that's fantastic for Okay, Because you know that my celebrity crush is part of that crew. Yep, yep. So, yeah. So, what do you... Well, we already said it. We, we eat chili dough. Okay, we're good with that question. Yep. That sounds That's like a fun question. Wonderful. Oh, I wanted to ask about TV. I love what, that. Tell me about TV, since you want to know about TV. I love all TV. I think I've seen everything that is on what Netflix. What are some of your favorite top three shows? How I Met Your Mother is a classic. Mm-hmm. Love it so much. Mm-hmm. Parks and Rec, also absolute classic. Laugh out loud. Cry. Every feeling. Oh, Chris Pratt would totally be at my dinner, too. He's in that show. So, those two, for sure, for sitcoms. Worry. And for serious shows... There's a show called The Killing, and it's a crime show. Two seasons is one crime. So it's like Law & Order SVU, but like majorly wow. detailed, which is awesome. Oh, interesting. I also watch shows where I have a crush on the, the guy detective. He's amazing. <laughs> but that show is awesome. There was only like four seasons. It was amazing. So those are my three shows. The Killing, How I Met Your Mother, and Parks and Rec. I thought Grey's Anatomy was the only Oh, well, that's just, I've been watching that since yeah. I was, I can't a even child. do the math. Yeah. 16 years old. Wow. At least. So. God, that show's been on a long time. Yeah. It's still on? It's not my favorite show, though. Yeah. It's just, it's just part of the All my favorite characters are dead. Yeah. Hashtag oh, spoiler yeah, alert. They, yeah. They <laughs> die so much. Um, what's your favorite part of your life right now? <gasps> my first instinct is to say my job, but I really do think it's Jake. Mm. We're in a really good spot. We just got married. We just bought a house. Life is really fun and exciting. We have a dog. We have a dog. He's mentioned McCoy. I know. I Shout out McCoy. Home. Shout he out McCoy on the here. couch over there. He's just chilling. <laughs> he is definitely. So probably here. yeah, probably just this recent marriage life house. It's mm-hmm. just really exciting. Yeah, it seems really great. What's the time that you've laughed the hardest? Well, <laughs> today is up there. <laughs> yeah. We t- tell we, tell them tell, t- tell the nice people. We took my dog to this. We took him on a walk, and there's a park, and there's. If anyone comment if you know what this is called, but it's where there's a pole with a, a like ball. a volleyball type ball attached to a string. a string at the top of the pole, and you push it around and you make the whole goal is you go against another person to try to Catch wrap it, it around. 
Yeah. Oh, I thought it was just kind of back. I keep wanting to say volleyball, but that's not even. I, I yeah, know. Someone's I don't even know how we would Google this. No. Tweet at us. So, <laughs> so that. There was one of those, and Katie's like, oh, I'm going to see if McCoy would like this. And Abby had just said, McCoy hates playground playground equipment. And then I was like, for some reason, I just was like, he's going to love this. And he played by himself for like five minutes. Five minutes. minutes. He would jump so so high. high. And hitting the ball with his nose, and it would like go around, all the way around, and then he'd go the other way. I mean, Katie and I didn't do anything except I like had this horrible laugh. We never had to touch it. It was like... It was like our dog was playing fetch, and it was like lazy man's way to play fetch with yeah, the dog. Yeah, he was so tired. He's sleeping now because he's yeah. exhausted. He probably has a concussion also. <laughs> I was worried. I didn't like it at the end because I thought he'd get he, hurt. Well, maybe we can share the, I'll like link share the, the video. video. Yeah. But I was laughing so hard where I just did that horrible like snotty, nor- like snort. So probably today. That was really good. Yeah, that was really good. So do you have any funny travel stories? I don't know. I wrote this down that I wanted to ask you. It's not you funny. Travel a lot I went to Nicaragua in January for that surf trip, and my flight left at like six in the morning. Yeah. So I woke up and I knew my flight. Le- I was like, "Oh, my flight leaves tomorrow at six. This is my day to pack." I had nothing going on. I had not packed yet, and I looked at. I was wondering why I hadn't gotten an email yet to check in. You know, you get that twenty four hours right. in advance. And so I logged into the flight, like where I was flying out of, and my flight left two hours previously. So it was like eight in the morning. My flight left at six in the morning that day. So I had my day wrong. Oh, so I'm no. sitting there going, oh my God, I missed my flight. Oh, I haven't packed. And I like, oh, no. it was like so much adrenaline. So I had to like pack. I basically threw things in a suitcase. I went to the airport, no bra, sweatpants and a hoodie and no makeup, no nothing. And they were like, okay, well we have a flight in an hour and a half that you can eventually get to your destination. I had to spend the night in Miami. It was just, but I, I like, okay, so I didn't have enough time to go home. So Jake, like, luckily I just threw stuff in suitcase. He came and, like, grabbed, I think, like, my glasses for me that I had forgotten. Oh and I left, and I was, like, it was it was horrible at the time because I just wanted to cry. And I literally, I also didn't have my suitcase overnight because I had to stay in Miami. My suitcase was already in Nicaragua. So I had oh no bra. I had to sleep in my, like, regular clothes. Oh, my god! No toothbrush. I stayed at the sketchiest hotel in Miami by myself, ate ordered Pizza Hut. Like, that was just, wow. it was terrible, but then I got there, and it was the most amazing trip of my life, and it was totally wow, fine. I didn't know that anymore. But I was known as the girl that missed her. And it was an international flight. Like, you right. don't want to miss an international flight. Right. It was just oh, such man. a pain. That's a good story, though. I'm yeah. proud of you that you just, like, did it, made it work, and then had a terrible. good time when you got there, and didn't, like, yeah. let it ruin your time. You had an amazing time. Yeah. That's so good. What do you think happens when we die? Casual question. That is so not casual. <laughs> I don't know. I like to think that we don't just die. Mm-hmm. I like to think that there's some version of heaven. I don't know what version it is, but I like to think that it's there's not dead over. No, it's not dead over. I don't. I don't think that we like come back as something. But I, I'm sure I'd come back as a dog. <laughs> but I do think there's something and something great because otherwise I don't like having the hope that when someone passes away that they're gone. I yeah. like to think that there's something better. What's your favorite season and why? Spring, like, and because I know summer's coming. I would love to appreciate fall, but I don't because it means winter. Yeah, so spring, I feel like totally spring. I, I feel the same way. So you're trapped on a um, desert island, and you can bring one person, one TV show, one movie, one book, and one food. Go. 
Okay, that you wouldn't get sick of, obviously. It's a big contest between Jake and my mom. <laughs> Probably bring Jake. Both. Yeah, bring them both so they don't get mad. Or my dad. Mom, dad, bring Jake. Bring them all. Oh, just bring them bring all. Bring me. <laughs> Katie, McCoy. you want me to say Katie. Oh, yeah. boy. Yeah. Just me and McCoy. <laughs> Favorite, the one TV show. Uh-huh. How I Met Your Mother, right? You're going to say Parks and Rec? Or Parks and Rec. You would say How I Met Your Mother, I feel. What Probably How I Met Your Mother because it would make me cry and it would make me laugh all. Yeah, yeah. How I Met Your Mother for sure. Okay. Favorite movie? Mm-hmm. Movie movie you'd bring with you. My instinct is to say one of my favorites is Center Stage. Oh, I, I love that movie. Have I seen that? It's old. I know, but I don't know if I've seen it. I don't know if that's my favorite, but for some reason it's been my favorite for a really long one. time. I don't think so. It has good music, so I can yeah. also use it oh, as a yeah. CD. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can bring a CD with I you. I feel like I'm missing my bring actual a CD favorite with you. What movie, CD but... would you bring with you? As of today, right now. Okay. Okay, no, Guster. Guster CDs. Anything okay. Guster. I love them. I just you love Jason Mraz as well. I like Guster more, though. Oh, but yeah. And what book? What book would you bring? <gasps> Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. Do so I only get to bring one? Yeah. I would bring the last one. Oh, okay. It's like 780 pages. Yeah, so. that, would be, that would be smart. Yeah. And food that you wouldn't get sick of. That's real. Oh, my God. These are really hard questions, but really good ones. It's fun, right? Peanut butter sandwiches. Oh, peanut butter. Yeah. Especially totally. if I could eat that with hashtag no guilt. Yeah, totally. Wonder bread with creamy peanut butter. Yes. So good. So good. Um, recommend now for the nice mm-hmm. people listening a song that you're really into today. We did this this morning. I know. I, know I made Jake and Jake <laughs> tell me play their favorite songs for me. Currently, my favorite song to like dance to, to clean to, to do whatever mm-hmm. is "WTF" by Missy Elliott. I'm a huge oh, Missy yeah. Elliott you fan. That this morning, I'm a huge yeah. Missy Elliott fan, and she just long time. Missy she released Elliott fan. like a song for the first time in like ten years or something. Yeah. And the music video is awesome. And the song is awesome. It's great. Uh, what about a movie recently that people should watch? Or it doesn't have to be recently. Just something you'd recommend other than Center Stage. Anything? <laughs> There's so many better movies. Uh, actually, this came up in my time hop. A year ago, we went and saw the Bill Murray movie, St. Vincent. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it is wonderful. It is, it, I remember it made me cry. Bill Murray is just a cool dude. Yeah, we need to watch his Christmas special. We do. We have a lot But definitely, St. Vincent, I don't even remember hearing about it coming out on DVD. It was in theaters and only small theaters. Huh. Melissa McCarthy is in it, and it's really heartwarming and awesome. So cool. That's a great one. I need to check that out, too. And, duh, happy thank you more, please. Oh. I'm also a huge fan. So good. Yeah. You can watch that later too gosh there's so much to do I can never leave so what is the best thing that you've eaten recently we had a pretty good brunch today we did I still think it's my hibachi dinner at Maru with the fried teriyaki tofu and there was like sweet potatoes and veggies and sushi and I just love the fried tofu which is weird because I'm a huge meat eater but that fried tofu has crack in it I'm convinced (laughs) it's so good that and my breakfast burrito today at Marie Katrib's Okay, so a few more. That was really good. Yeah. A few more questions. What are you, so this is Katie Wonders, what are you still wondering about right now in your life? The what future, I you? think. Because my job is so up in the, not up in the air, but I just wonder if I'll always be doing this, if it yeah. will morph into something else, if we'll have kids, if we won't have mm-hmm. kids, what my family will be up to, just the future. Cool. That's like so vague. No, I like it though. It's Who good. will be president? Yeah. <laughs> there's lots there's lots to yeah. think about. What about 
if you could ask me something on the podcast, <gasps> what are you wondering about about me right now? Which is funny because we're gonna be hanging out longer, <laughs> and you can ask me later. But while people are, li- are listening, I am wondering if you're excited, nervous, how you're actually feeling about the book launch. Is it like a looming thing? Oh, is it an exciting good. thing, or is it like terrifying? It, you wrote it so question. long ago. Yeah, I don't know. I I have a lot of feelings about it at the same time. Like I'm very excited, and I'm. I'm extremely proud of the fact that I did it. Yeah. And the fact that I don't think of it just as mine. I think of it as you took the cover photo. Our friend Laura, shout out to Laura. That's why you're so great. Hi, who's Laura. Our, um, my other bigger, my other big sister with Abby. And she designed the cover and their names are on the cover. And that just makes me really proud and happy. That's so cool. And then... And also, my editor was so amazing, is so amazing. Her name's Lindsay. Shout out to Lindsay. And just was so kind and talked to me about her boyfriend and what (laughs) she did this summer through email. And I really got to know her as we went back and forth. So, thinking about that, this was just something that I worked hard on and created and created because it helped me. And I say in the dedication, you know, it's dedicated to the people who are listening to my podcast because Uh I made this. And these tools helped me, like writing my journal really helped me process my feelings and emotions because I don't know what I'm thinking unless I'm writing about it or verbal processing it with a friend or Mm -hmm. something. So when I realized, when I was able to put that into a book and then share that was just such a cool opportunity and I'm proud that it exists. So I'm, I'm really excited to have it out there, but I'm also, you know, there's definitely nerves of like, I worked hard on this. What if? it isn't as cool as I feel like it could be to have a book out. You know, what if the comparison to other people or the comparison to what my idea of having it out in the world, what if it doesn't live up to that? Right. I think that's a big fear that I have because not only I worked hard on it, but also I I hyped it up a lot. You know, I talked about it on the podcast. I've talked about it to you. I I pulled you into it. You've gotten involved. Other people have gotten involved. I want to make my publisher and my friends who helped me and my editor proud, and I want to do the work justice. And then at the same time, it's also I've changed and grown and expanded so much since I wrote it that it's not that I don't stand by it. I, I stand by every word of it right. still, and it's so who I was then and who I am now in lots of ways, but I also want it to do well, to be very honest, because I want to write another, another book. one. Yeah. And so if this one totally. doesn't do well, I don't know if I'll have the opportunity or how that will go. So, right. yeah. It's a good question. Thank you for asking that. Yeah. It was good to just process that out. <laughs> so, as you know, because you listen to the show, but the last question I ask everyone who comes on the show I is... I don't even remember what it is. Yes, you do. <laughs> The name of the show is The Wellness Wonderland. If I offer that to you, to live in a wellness wonderland, what does that mean to you? What does that phrase mean to you? What comes up? Oh, man. I should have been more prepared for that. I I like it off the cuff. Yeah. To me, it's... I feel like how I think of other people, if we're in, in... Talking about body image, when I'm thinking about, like, I look at you and I don't think about body things. I think about you as a personality. And I think it would be beautiful if we could all look at ourselves Mm. in the same lens that we look at other people. Because we are totally harsher on ourselves. And so that is huge. That's 
It's a good one. I also think that we would just all be a, a lot more open in real life, not just on social media, like mm-hmm. actually asking how someone is and answering yeah. and just a, a lot really good at that. A more open and happy place. I don't know. It's so like, I wish no, I, I could it. have thought of a better answer for that. No, but. I actually think that's really beautiful. What you said at, at first, especially about yeah. looking, I, a wellness wonderland to me and I stole this just now from you, is if everyone could look at themselves like other people see them who yes. really love them. If yes. you could look at yourself like the person who loves you the, the most, most looks at you, that would be a wellness wonderland. Yes. Done. End of story. Yeah, totally. Trademark it. Yes. <laughs> yes. So what's... I and we could to... all wear sweatpants all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't... I basically do. <laughs> or I unbutton my jeans. It's perfect. This is, I'm so relaxed, and this was so fun. I don't want to stop. <laughs> Did you have fun? Did yeah. Like oh, my it? gosh. This was fun. I could have done this forever, and I now I want questions. to do a million more yeah, podcasts. Yeah, now I like want to ask you more questions. I want to like bring conversation starters with us to dinner, and I want to <laughs> just like keep doing this all night long. I don't want to like hang up right now. But people are probably like, I have things to do. I know. This is really long. Whatever, people. Free podcast. Listen while you do laundry. <laughs> listen while you walk. Listen while you drive. Done. Keep your eyes on the road. Perfect. Anything else you want to say? No, this has been wonderful. I lo- I'm like I feel like I'm a part of the Wellness Wonderland community. I love I listen to podcasts. I read everyone's posts on the wall, so it's really fun to actually talk. And Katie like links to things all the time, yeah. and so it's it's just fun to actually you are talk. And I'm really Wonderland. nervous to hear my voice because it's gonna be so high pitched <laughs> in Midwestern. Beautiful. You are beautiful. We're both Midwestern. Beautiful. We say anyways. We say. Um, <laughs> I say, I'm um, sorry for the ums. I say breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I love you guys. Thank you for listening. Abby, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you. I love you so much. And where can people find you? They can find me on Instagram at Abby, A-B-B-E-Y, L-Moore, M-O-O-R-E, and abbymore.net. And? Theamigashop.com. Tell us your t-shirt ideas. Theamigashop.com. Tell us your t-shirt ideas. Buy everything. (laughs) (laughs) And Wellness Wonderland code 10% off. I will do that ASAP so that that's legit. That's super cool. And also, if you're getting married. Yeah, if you need a photographer. I travel all over the place. I will go all over the U.S. Please hit me up. It's really fun. Peace out. Isn't Abby great, you guys? I absolutely love her. It's me again, if you couldn't tell. And I just wanted to say again, happy holidays. Thank you for getting to the end of the episode. Thank you for listening every single week. I really do love you guys. Thank you, Abby, for coming on the show. I love you. And please support the Amiga Shop. It's amazing. When Abby was first telling me about the concept, I was so proud of her. I was so excited for her. And buy a t-shirt, buy some jewelry, buy a gift, a New Year's gift for someone, and buy something for yourself. She told me about the concept and she said, I just thought it'd be really cool if all of my friends and I walked around with shirts that say Amiga on them. And I think it's really cool too. So basically all I wear is Amiga shop stuff. So let's all get some shirts and sweatshirts and tank tops and hats. Or if you're me, get it all. And, or just one thing, whatever. But remember there's that discount code. It's Wellness Wonderland for 10% off. So use that. Abby's just hooking us up with that, which is super nice of her. So 
yeah, I love her. I love you guys and have an amazing holiday season. Try to be really present with your family this holiday season and see if you can have some long form conversations sans phone, sans iPad, sans computer, and just be present with them like I get to do when I'm recording a podcast with someone. So pretend you're recording a podcast and interview your grandparents and your parents and your cousins and the people you only get to see a couple times a year because there's so much wisdom and connection in our family and, and that's what I'm going to really go home and try to do is really be present with my aunts and uncles and laugh with them and my parents and my cousins and my grandfathers. So I love you guys and I will talk to you really soon.